You got this, you know, ladies, you know, fellas. This is Roundtable's own, Roundtable Table Talk's own Mogul Talk, and we got a special guest for you. Special. Man, legend in the flesh. Melanin queen. <laughs> Godiva goddess. Godiva goddess. Wow, that's a new one. We got your girl Tiffany Patrice out here. Is that what we calling her? Yeah, yeah Tiffany Patrice. Shout out to Thank Tiffany you. Patrice. I'm your boy King <laughs> Jules. I'm your boy Sauce Church Kevin. And you tuned into episode two zero six of mogul talk podcast we have been consistent y'all niggas have been listening we thank you to all five of y'all y'all are real each five every five, each one of you have reached out to me telling me that you listen and i check the numbers to double check if it's correct and it is and i appreciate each and every one of you guys to, for listening hell yeah man like you have no idea how that makes me feel five niggas that's beautiful man you know what <laughs> you only need one person touch yeah, one it's light a dollar and a dream one dollar Jay Cole taught us that. I got a dollar and twelve cents in my bank account right now. Yo, son, I got like four dollars and sixteen cents. Really? I, get paid Friday. <laughs> I have to put it ah! on my fucking credit card. And okay. I should have had I should have bought them easy, son. Three hundred dollars. What am I? Three hundred dollars. Self evaluation right there. And I have to do my taxes, son, which is probably gonna get like nothing because of fucking Trump. Like my it, dad, it's, it's fucked up. Taxes have been really like my bad, dad. Man. He says he gets like fifteen hundred every year, whatever. Same, same. And then he said this year nothing changed. He still has a mortgage and shit, and he had to pay eleven hundred. Yeah, like for and me, I'm like, what the fuck? What is it? Normally, I get like a, a return of about fifteen hundred dollars, and I think my return this year was like all of like six hundred. Jesus, and nothing changed. Money. Like literally my same financial situation same job same rent same everything and i only got six hundred dollars back like, only that sounds good to me but I, I, as opposed to like for the past four or five yeah. years i've gotten at least fifteen hundred dollars back that's crazy especially since like you're filing like zero right? zero yeah. yeah and that's where you're supposed to get the most taken out so you can get the most back but you know what they're doing now is that like if you file two so if you file one you'll get um more more taken out and then um when you come into taxes you'll get more back but if you file two you'll get more in your paycheck and less in your taxes filing zero doesn't have the same effect as it did back in the day yeah and it's fucking ridiculous especially when you got like companies out here paying zero percent and amazon google like top percent getting 1.1 trillion back that's back, not cool that's not cool you got niggas over here like getting uh you pay so we pay so much in taxes you know how Anally raped, I get by these taxes every fucking two weeks. Like, um, for anybody who like, feels uncomfortable about rape, I want to apologize. Think that was, I don't think that no. was a good analogy. It was a terrible analogy. I, I know you meant, but no not a good analogy. No loop. He know right. Kevin. No loop. Oh my god. Every gosh. week, every two weeks, and everybody. This happens to everybody, and you got other <laughs> these people who, who don't need any other more money, and they get a one point one trillion back. Tell me how how that's right. That's not, right. that's not right. I can't tell you how that's right because it's not right. And people would be like, oh, they're the ones that create the jobs for us. But without us, they wouldn't have a company. But they create the jobs for us. They, there's not that many jobs. Like, how many people are, like, realistically saying, like, oh, I'm going to get in a job at Amazon. I'm going to get a job at Google. Like, all these places that, like, getting massive returns back, they're not giving that many jobs out to regular Joe Smoes. That and... Google and Amazon are already here in New York. Yeah. Like they have offices. They have corporate buildings. They just don't need to do a pageant and have corporate welfare, you know, given to them in order to be put into a place. And if they really wanted to help an economy, go to fucking Detroit, where shit is terrible. Like, there's boarded up houses. Like, you could go and get a crib for like $1,000 on foreclosure. 
And if you have the money, well, wish we, I wish we did. We could buy back the block and, you know, like, buy build it up. Detroit buildings. And if we had 100 k to spend to renovate each one, like, that would be amazing, you know. Get black people to own property, which is what is the ultimate goal. But now nah, Amazon wants to go to an already established um, city just because... They want to get corporate subsidies. I don't know. It's it's messed you know up. What I'm it's messed up. And we it's, and you got us struggling out here. But you know what it is. I, I I like the fact that we 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 were honest about this conversation because I feel like as millennial entrepreneurs, like, um, I was listening to What's a Good Guy and um, my homegirl Via Simone was out there. Shout out Via. Um, she was just talking about how you know like the win, how we show all of our wins and losses on social media, and like with that being said, like you can look on my social media, you can look on our pages and be like, yo, they out here, they're getting business, they're getting money. But if you're out here as a real millennial entrepreneur, you're not getting a lot of money. You're spending a lot of your hard-earned cash, funding your dream, making that shit happen. Um, we broke. We broke, you know, and it's, a, it's an honest conversation. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we got to start getting into some more realms where we can start getting more investors into our projects. Um, so we're not out here broke. And, you know, like also like that's something that, you know, that we talked about like not getting our LLC yet just mm-hmm. because if not we'll have to begin paying taxes on that business. Yeah. And I don't even think about that. Damn. Yeah, and like we'll have to uh any money we are making, like the two hundred dollars you make at the come up, um, we'll have to pay, you know, the twenty three percent tax that companies are supposed to be paying. Um and like we don't and that's like, you know, when you're on the come up, when you're still grinding, when you're still in the street in these streets, like it pun intended. It is isn't come up. <laughs> The only thing is, though, like, you don't want nobody taking your name. So, I guess copyright um, would be something that is smart to do. Yeah, without um, a doubt. Because you don't have to. You just pay a flat fee for that. Mm-hmm. But um, especially when you're on the come up, like, you got to just wait until you get the opportunity where you can pay off Uncle Sam. Because, you know, Uncle Sam is coming. Yeah, it's it's messed up, man. Um, but I, I don't know. What do you think about this, Tiff? You 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 want to pay taxes? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you got a business, right, Tiff? Yeah, it's it's not lucrative, so it's not really something that I worry about because there's no money involved right now with Nomadic. Facts, but, facts, facts. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's like I said, it's not something I really thought about. I mean, but at the end of the day, there is money that's being put into it uh, that I'm putting out, like because I pay for Spotify and Apple Music, right, right. I pay for a website, you know, like all that stuff. Um, and, and even even your time is a currency, exactly. Like. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, it's a lot. Time is currency. It's Bro, this is... Time is priceless. It's, it's funny that you mentioned this because this is something that we talk about on a regular, and it's at events. <laughs> Why do people feel like it is a perfect time to talk business? <laughs> like, yo, every... Yeah, Julie, com- I, I want to sit down and talk. Yo, yo I want to sit talk. down and talk. Yo, like, yo, <laughs> let's get into the room. Like, yo, let, let me get your number. I've been meaning to talk to you about something, or I got this idea and stuff like that. It's like... Bro, what's Not really right good now. with that? What's good with that? What's I mean, like, this is, I can understand the side of like, oh, they're right then and there. Like, this is my opportunity to meet the one and only King Jules, the nigga I see on Grand Flex. And I also feel like people will come to an event for that purpose. purpose. To like network. Yeah. Yeah. So like, even if it's, uh, you know, like a live showcase that's different. I mean, that's kind of weird. That's not really the place and time to network like with someone like you who's running around busy. But I feel I can understand why they may not realize like, 
I don't know. Like, and they come up to you and like, they want to talk business. Like, so what is the approach? Like, my I, I said to Simone um, on Twitter, we were talking about, like, the approach or how people are trying to approach, like, you to, like, work on projects and stuff like that. I feel like me personally, I think it's necessary because everybody is going to see what you're working on and what you're doing. And they're going to want to have to, they're going to want to put their hand in it. You know what I mean? Like, people are seeing the work that you're doing with Nomadic, which we got to, like, create room so you can talk more about Nomadic. Um, but they see what you're doing with Nomadic and be like, yo, Tiffany, I want to be a part. Like, I got this idea or I got this artist I want you to work with or I got this project that I want you to collab with. But it's like, what is the right project? How do you weed out, like, what's whack versus what's worth putting your energy into i mean it, it it depends on what aligns with what you're trying to do if someone's reaching out and it's a valid like idea then of course that's something that you may want to look into but i think it's also important for the person who's reaching out to make sure that when you're reaching out to someone that you want to work with you're very specific on what you can do for that person rather than just like I want to learn from you. I'm like, take, take, take in trying to soak up information. You, t- you need to like, um, like show yourself and, and what you can do. Like, so for instance, nah, I just want to like, I'm thinking about when I uh, reached out to this music platform in London and I noticed that like, they didn't have a lot of activity on Twitter. So rather, rather than just saying like, um, I want to like build with you guys and and work with you and learn from you. I was like, I noticed that you don't really use Twitter. I'm really well versed in Twitter. Like maybe I can help you with your Twitter, like seeing where there's a void that you can fill. So I feel like it's important to like have some sort of purpose and specific specifics when you're reaching out to someone to build. Wow, I talk with my hands a lot. Like the good thing about like you um, as opposed to like other people, because some people do want to work with you and you want to give them that opportunity. Um, for example, if someone wanted to shoot a music video for you and you're like, yo, let me see your work, but you don't have a portfolio. Like some people also need to have that tangible thing to show that they even are able to produce Ser- a Taking it seriously, that yeah. It's like specifically you have a actual website, you know, you have your actual uh, playlist and everything. It ha- it's tangible things that be like, oh, she can actually do something. Some people come with nothing and then like how are you like you might want to give them a chance, but how do you even know? You know, and that happens all the time as well. Now, I'm not asking you a question. I'm just saying. No, that's true. That's actually happened. Ironically, there's a situation that came up into play where um, somebody reached out to me because they wanted to shoot a music video for one of our artists. And with that being said, they asked him, I was like, so where's your content? Like, where can I see your content? Where's your Instagram? Where's your your website? Um, They linked me to some of their videos, but it took them a couple of days to piece it together. And it's like. You get you got to think about the 15 second pitch. And this is something that they drilled in us in school. Um, it was like you got 15 seconds to get in the elevator. And it was coming from more of the artist perspective where they were saying you got 15 seconds to get in the elevator, pitch yourself to a music executive or to a company. Um, and if it, within that 15 seconds and what you have to say um, grabs the person's attention, then they're more likely to work with you. So like my 15 second pitch for as an artist was, um, my name is King Jules. I'm a, um, singer, songwriter, producer, um, from Brooklyn, New York, Brooklyn slash Queens, New York. Um, my musical style embodies elements of jazz, soul, hip hop, and R and B. Um, my musical style was reminiscent of like Stevie Wonder meets like Frank Ocean's ex 
baby daddy who's or <laughs> some shit like that. Me. But like, it, I know, right? It's, no, but the like, clock is up, my guy. No, but <laughs> like, obviously, you gotta be like faster. But like, that was kind of like the words that were in my pitch when I was like nineteen. Obviously, nah, it, it wasn't correct. I but mean, like, don't even really like. I'm not. I'm not pitching myself at, at all. No yeah, more. no more. Right. Yeah, like you're a CEO. In my, opinion. I'm trying to be a mogul, bro. This is you know? what I'm trying to do. Um, and this is today's episode. I really wanted us to talk about like what was like. I feel like this is like our State of the Union address for the music industry. And for those of you who've been listening or are new to us, like if you don't know who we are and what we do, um, obviously my name is King Jules. I already introduced myself, but I am a s- producer, um, DJ, and CEO slash founder of Roundtable. And I got my right hand man, um, Kevin, who is the VP of Roundtable. And I got my homie out here, Tiffany Hi. Patrice which is the founder and CEO of Nomadic. And, you know, um, we're, we're both companies that work in parallel. So Roundtable is like the, the label side of things. And Tiffany is more of like a media hub for the music industry. So when you yeah. when you think about it, it's like w- what we do works hand in hand. And I, I, I think that some of the troubles that we deal with are very hand in hand especially we're dealing with artists and i feel like now more than ever we're i'm dealing with more personalities on the business side with you know dealing with artists and then dealing with their management and then artists that don't communicate with their management but the artists are in the know but then their management's not in the know or the management is in the know but the artist doesn't know anything about what's and going the management on don't even show up the management doesn't show up or the artist shows up 30 minutes late for a show that they were supposed to be at 45 minutes ago you know so like these are the things that we're dealing with and you know it's like when did people become this hollywood when did artists become this hollywood yeah that's my question i don't know like i I don't i don't understand why i don't understand why people don't take things seriously and then then they expect you to take them seriously and they're not professional like i just don't facts i can't fathom i can't put it together it's it's when you crazy when you think about it because like we are providing a service to the artist. So like for, as a label, without a label, yes, artists can be independent, but no matter what anybody says, you could be independent, but you can either have your own label or you're working with somebody's label or you're working with somebody who's running things as if they're a label, you know what I mean? And for you as a, a, a media platform, the way that they you communicate, it's still the same way. Like they're just making things very difficult by the way that they're doing things and I, I can't really stand for it anymore because I feel like we get taken advantage of or we're disrespected or we're not taken seriously like you said and it's like I feel like why am I I'm, why am I being more professional than you are in this setting when I'm trying to help you, help you it's yeah. like th- this doesn't help me me putting you on a show yes it helps us because we make money um we put you give you a platform but it's like we're doing this for artists. Our job is for artists. Record label service artists. Media platforms, they service artists. They service content. They service media because it's giving us entertainment. So it's like for people who are doing things for you, you should have more respect for them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I feel like that, 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 that line has been, you know, like disappearing slowly but surely. Yeah, I mean, I think it just sometimes people get like that one person who's like, damn. You're, you're killing it and then they just get put on such a high horse and or they get it's like so hard to come back down to earth after you feel like you've been and it's also like people don't like to check their ego at the door um true and also it can be an insecurity of like them actually feeling down so they're gonna act this certain way to make themselves feel better but 
I don't know why either though, because it's not that hard to stay humble. Like I don't get it. Yeah. Maybe it's because we started like a little older, but not really. It, no, it's just a social media age. Like. Yeah, I really think social media plays a big part in like to how people just don't know how to communicate. Like in general, yeah, or, be, or in general. even be humble because I feel like social media, like people, like you ever seen that? Um, what is that? That meme where like the girl was snorting the likes and like in the room, <laughs> like as it was like nah. cocaine. It was like she. It was like a line of likes and she was snorting it like it was cocaine. Oh, I think. I'm- and but it's literally like that. Like we're so caught up and fed into this social media age that we don't. One, we don't know how to be normal human beings. You ever like seen somebody that like. You're so active on social media with them, but in person, they don't know how to talk or they're totally just like, hush. 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 Like, yeah, I have hush. seen people at whole events where I know you have liked my Instagram pictures, replied to stories, everything. And I see you, you walk by and then you just don't act like you either don't acknowledge me at all or just be like, hey, I'm not like, I don't know what to say. It's like, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, I find that so weird, weird because like. We're in real life. This is where it's scary. I, and I, I feel like I'm a not a victim but like i do the same like i'm mad awkward i feel when it comes to like seeing people like when we're of an event whatever i'll host and whatever and i'll say what's up if they need something but other than like the one minute or like the 30 second conversation of introducing each other like i don't even know what to say either and even on social media i don't even interact like that i don't know why like this day and age it just becomes so much harder to talk in real life like sometimes it's hard to realize that there is an actual (laughs) real thing in front of your face it's also weird, though, because I've been hesitant to say, like, something to people in real life because I see people tweet, like, oh, if you see me, like, don't don't wait until you're back on Twitter to be like, oh, I saw you today, but I didn't say anything. That happens I, all the, the time, is, though. But the thing is, I've gone up to people and I'm like, yo, like, we follow each other on Twitter or Instagram that I just want to introduce myself. And they're like, hi. I'm like, OK, well, fuck you, too, then. Like, I should never <laughs> came up in the first. Am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you can curse. <laughs> curse all you want. But it's just like, people be weird like that. So it's like, don't say, like, come up and talk to me, but then you're not friendly because a lot of people aren't friendly. So that kind of makes me hesitant to talk to because I don't know how receptive you're going to be to me coming up to you you know I've had that happen multiple times I mean that that like goes back to the whole personalities thing and I think that Instagram like has created like you're into you have the power to control like so much on Instagram and control the narrative of what people see on you like you can be this super uber happy go lucky person or this super email person and based off of how you are in your social media that's how people are going to interact with you in person you know what I mean like yeah. if your energy is good on social media somebody's more than likely to go up to you and be like hey I know you you know what I mean be more comfortable but if your energy is off on social media they're going to be like you know what I'm not I'm going to be more standoffish but sometimes people don't know how to separate the personalities they create on social media and in how they are in real life because when you go to meet them and go to say what's up their personalities you're just like why are you so stuck up like you got a couple of, you got a couple hundred likes and you think you're just like hollywood like somebody can't talk to you followers. wait but 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 actually so i know what i just said and i do agree with what you just said but i also do want to acknowledge that some people do have like social anxiety yeah, and stuff facts. like that especially then, this, yeah, this day and age. especially the yeah. same age because there have been times where like even i just have like an off day and i'm not really in the mood to like talk to anyone and someone will come up to me and not saying like i barely have like any followers but you know i'm just like not in the mood to talk or i'm just like they kept me catch me at an off moment so i do understand that that happens yeah, yeah, as well totally, totally. but for the most part like people just we grown people are weird. we grown yeah, like, what you, what you I, I want to say that. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I, maybe it's different for me. I, I feel like I, uh, me working in retail, I feel like I talk to so many random people during the day. Yeah, you and I have to, And I have to keep my same energy. Like, I can't switch up. Like, so if you see me and you try to approach me, like, my energy is going to be 100% the same. Like, I'm not going to switch up. Like, But everyone's different. Everybody's like that. Yeah, so. that's true. So for me, like, my understanding is, like, okay, you know what? I get where somebody could have an off day, but, like, my, like, my life training, quote, unquote, has prepared me where I can't, like, switch up. My energy has to be the same whenever you, you know, you see it. But I understand. No, yeah, yeah, and that's it. And there are people who shouldn't take their hardships out on other people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's good that you're able to switch. Um, Because some niggas be like, yo, like, go off on you. Be like, yo, I didn't even mean anything by that. Yeah. And... You know what I'm saying, but um, so Tiff, um, tell us a little bit about Nomadic. What do you want to know? <laughs> I don't know what to say. Where did the name Nomadic come from? Yeah. Oh, give okay. us the story. Give us the background. Anyone. Yeah, super simple. So basically, um, it used to be called Unintentionally Cool, but for branding purposes and like, um, like Twitter names, it's just too long and like. I don't even have a good enunciation and I could like, I would mess up saying it. So I'm like, if I can't even say the own name, facts, facts. how am I going to expect other people to like get all that? You know, it's a lot of uh, syllables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, I wanted to think of something else that uh, like encompassed music and like connecting people around the world. And uh, yeah, so I thought of nomadic. <clears throat> I had to add in an extra A for like the domain because nomadic spelled regularly dot com was already taken. Um, so I added in the extra A and basically it just celebrates artists from around the world. And the whole thing is how it's cool. Wow, I can't even talk. It's cool how artists um, are able to live a nomadic lifestyle through their music. So like through touring and stuff like that, they're able to hop around and see the world because of their talent. And then it's also about connecting people from around the world um, through music. Um, So like being nomadic and all over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I fuck with that. Like art is a universal language, you know. It is. If you go to a Broadway play... And then you see tourists. I'm like, how the fuck are they gonna know what they're saying? But the visuals or what they're hearing it speaks their language, yeah. and it really is the only way we be- we come together. So, like, I guess my question would be: so, who do you project is your target audience? Like, who is the nomadic listener, subscriber, inter internet friend? Like, who who are the people you're targeting? I'm targeting. Um really anyone it's not necessarily like a specific age group but anyone who's open to new music who's looking for unique sounds and uh really pretty much just has like an open mind because one of the things about my blog that's like kind of unique is and especially like with the playlist is that you can literally be listening to like cardi b and then it goes to like this jazz band called ezra collective like there's a little bit of everything for everybody. So it's really for someone who's like an open mind, who has an open mind and wants to hear like all types of music. Um, I like that. I like that vibe. Um, I feel like there's a very, you know, the vibes niche. Like when you go, go to certain platforms, it's very niche, you know, like specific type of sound. So if I go to like a complex, you know, like you're looking for all the hype or um, hype track or if you're going to hot new hip hop or XXL or um, 
Vice, you know, like each, I feel like each specific media company has their own specific sound that they ver- they target on a regular basis. So the fact that you have a, a sense of diversity is super important, especially in today's day and age. Because I'm tired of hearing like playlists that are all like trap, 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 and everything sounds exactly the same. It's like I also, and also for me, like, on my regular day-to-day, I don't always have time to dig for new music. So to have a platform where it's, like, consistently putting me onto new music is super important. Yeah, and one of the things I, like, I don't completely cut out mainstream because obviously I want to give more of a focus to, like, upcoming artists who don't, who aren't being uh, highlighted by other platforms. But I realize that I try to include it because, A, I listen to it. I think, like, some of it's good. But also I realize that not everyone has an open mind, so I try to, like, drag people in with like oh like something new from you know a, a, an artist that I'm aware of but then like you're listening to the playlist and the next song is going to be like an artist with maybe a thousand followers that you never heard of so I'm able to like reel That's you right. in with like a, a, a mainstream artist but like keep you with like fresh sounds so yeah, cool. that's how it is you putting the the medicine and the peanut butter, you know, so they can just eat it up easily. I like that. I like yeah. that analogy. That's more professional and kosher in comparison <laughs> right? to anal rape. Yeah, that wasn't Yo, cool. That, that was wasn't not, cool. That was man. wild. Yeah, yeah, I understood. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta like take a, a rope and just reel them in sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that, <laughs> um, so my my next question, I guess, would be um, like. Why did you create Nomadic? Like, what was the word? Did you feel like there was like a void missing with platforms? Like, what was the reasoning behind it? Nah, honestly, uh, I was in college and I felt like everyone around me had something going on outside of like class other than like homework. And I was like, damn, like, what am I doing with my life? You know, I'm not doing anything. Um, So I had really just started a regular uh, personal blog. But I kept going on all these hiatuses because, like, I don't actually like to write, really. So I was like, what am I even writing about? So I was like, okay. But I do want to uh, strengthen my writing skills. So I was like, what can I write about that I always have content to write about and things I'm actually passionate about and that I care about? And I was like, oh, music. Um, So that's how it started. And I had discovered Selection uh, in 2015. The sound of tomorrow. Shout out to Selection. Actually, I saw their name everywhere. And I was like, I was confused because I would always see a different like artist when I saw Selection. So I was like, is this a band? Like I was really confused until Ashley Outrageous, shout out to her. She did a chat with um, Joe K and the Hooligan shout out to my dog julio and um i was like oh it's like it's a label more of a collective yeah yeah, yeah. cool so i was listening to their radio this is a long story but i was listening to their radio show and so this was in july of 2015 in march of 2015 i had discovered who sample.com mm. and i used to go on and i was like this is so i i knew a sample was crazy right but i didn't like really know that much about it yeah it is really crazy so I would go on and just like search random songs and be like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I would, it was weird. I still have the journal that I would like write down all the songs that sampled another song. I was, I, was, I had too much free time. Um, and so when I listened to the radio show, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what Joe does. Like he literally will play like the old song, the original song, and then play like a more modern version of a song that sampled it. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. He, he, he would do that. My favorite one is uh, for Antidote. Um, he would play the original yeah. for Antidote. That's that Brooklyn, you know, ambulance for you. That yeah. hood shit you heard. I left my windows open. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> so yeah, basically, I was like really inspired, and I wanted to write about the music that I was discovering on Selection. Facts, so man. that's kind of where that's dope. It was birthed. I, I, uh, selection is too too smooth. Like the first time I got introduced to them was when Apple Music was created and like Beats One Radio, and they just had Selection Radio. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, I was just like, this seemed like the only hip hop thing they had when it first opened. And I was like, damn, this shit is too fire. Yeah. Too I, did you put me on the selection? Or did we like uh, individually I feel like find we it? Found it kind of <laughs> like, like yeah, randomly, we found it around yeah. the same time. Um, I just felt like for me, uh, I feel like there was just not a lot of spaces for like producers to be celebrated. And I love the fact that like selection was not like a whole bunch of mainstream hip hop. Yeah, it was authentic. It was like a whole bunch of like back in it like peak selection in my personal opinion 2015-2016 where Joe K was playing like remixes like crazy like Evil Needle Sango was getting crazy um, replay value um, that's when they were like first started working with J-Rob Bryson Tiller was on the rise he put yeah. he put me on to Bryson Tiller before Bryson Tiller was mainstream I heard Don't like maybe like a year before Don't actually came out on the radio yeah. like and that was kind of like the inspiration for me because I was just like, yo, this is these are people who have their ear on the pulse of like what's mm-hmm. about to happen in the music mm-hmm. industry. And I feel like that's like like you were inspired with Nomadic. It definitely inspired with me with Roundtable because I'm like, there needs to be more people who need to have their pulse on the music their industry, the um, their finger on the pulse in the music industry because I feel like that's not enough. Like labels don't have their ear yeah, on the like, pulse. You always go back to that tweet. What was it Def Jam that tweeted? Guys, what's your uh, yeah? Like who's well, who's, 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 who's that, somebody was like, isn't that your isn't job? That job? Like, <laughs> like it's an A and R, bro. Yeah, that was funny. Or like you know, call up Joe K and do it. Like don't tweet that. Yeah, <laughs> they look weird. really dumb when yeah. they tweet that. But like these brands, like I say, some intern. I don't know. They're out of their yeah. brands are out of touch. They they got to do some work. They got to hire, hire me. Hire what's the good? right people um, <laughs> to set the pace for you. And also like hire someone who can like write correctly like i hate when hot new hip-hop has a fucking article and there's misspellings in there now there's a spell check like yo if you're gonna have misspellings like hire me i'll make sure there's none yeah and i'll do it for you like fuck that it's crazy it really is it really is um i guess my last question um where do you see um nomadic going in 2019 and then fast forward five years from now like what do you want from nomadic in 2019, um, definitely more original content. I do a lot of like reposting, uh, which is cool because artists obviously want to get their like music videos and stuff like that that out there. So that's cool. But I want to have like my more my own original content interviews, um, maybe some live events one day. I don't, you know, this is, I don't know if this is bad that I don't know the answer to this, but I don't know where Nomadic is going to be in five years, you know? I I literally, where I want it to be, I don't even know where I want it to be. I'm just like, I just want to continue to give artists a platform and um, I want Nomadic to be the spot where like, I discovered this artist here first, you know? Like I want to be that place. Um, So you want to be 106 in Park? I mean, I guess, I guess. We need a 106 in Park. Maybe you need a segment like 106 in Park. What should I call it? You should call it... Um, Bodega Bounce. Bodega Bounce. <laughs> that is... Oh, you should call it Broadway and Lafayette. <laughs> no. <laughs> nah. uh, fucking um, Gates and. You know, there's two Broadway and Lafayettes. There's one in Brooklyn and there's one in Manhattan. Yeah, that's yeah. a fact. That's a fact. It's crazy. Yeah. I think about it. 
Um, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out. We'll come we'll up with it. Out, yeah. So but, new series coming soon. Yeah. In news recently, Spotify, Google, uh, and Amazon getting sued or they're suing? They are suing um, songwriters because songwriters are trying to get a higher. Um, higher royalty rate. Do they so, deserve a higher royalty? Do they or deserve King a higher Jules. royalty rate? Yes, I believe that songwriters deserve a higher royalty rate. And this is my reason why. All they do is, is just make the music. They're not even just... <laughs> they don't even do it. They make the music. <laughs> so for anybody who's not familiar with the music business, that um, songwriters, for every song that gets played, they get a royalty rate. And that royalty rate is 0. 0.09 cents. So 0. 0.0... Uh, what is that? A ninth of a cent? Yes, yeah, a ninth of a cent. Nah... Yeah, it's a ninth of one cent. A ninth of one cent is what an artist gets for every time their song is um, per, uh, streamed. No, not streamed. When it's um, played on the radio, TV. played TV, um, movies, they get a ninth of a cent. So with that being said, commercial. or commercial, um, or in the Instagram ad or something like that, um, sync licensing or whatever, um, now things have changed with the streaming game so now you're only getting for certain platforms so speaking spotify specifically artists only get a third of a cent mm-hmm. um every time their song is streamed so imagine a million streams you're getting a third of a cent for per stream so i don't know what the math is for that and the artist isn't seen unless you're independent and whatever goes to TuneCore or whatever but your label sees that so more than likely getting most of that third percent Third percent, third cent, third of a cent. Yeah. Um. So even if you do have a billion streams, which is like um 150,000 albums or whatever, let's just say, uh, you're not seeing like that money. Three hundred million dollars. Like you're gonna see like like Uzi, um, EXO Tour, Tour Life. Mm-hmm. He, you know, that was a smash. Like that was a banger. EXO Tour Life. Banger! All he made was seven hundred. Why are you looking at me? He's looking at me like <laughs> no. I'm like I was just looking in the air. He's looking at me like that was a bang. I'm like I agree. Like all right, <laughs> damn. damn. To streaming and everything, only seven hundred fifty thousand. He only made seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and I bet you Atlantic made a good fifteen, maybe twenty million off merch. Everything that has to do with EXO Tour Life and mm-hmm. Uzi just. Seven hundred fifty thousand. that that's a major label. That but the, all that all has to do with the fact that these artists that sign the major label deals, they don't know how many people are touching their money. So if you think about it, you got Uzi has his label, right? and and Uzi's under um, DJ Drama's label, which is under Atlantic. So all right, so, so let, let's 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 let's, well. let's go back to the top. So you got Uzi, that's Uzi's level, right? Yeah. Then you got DJ Drama, the label. Then they're signed to Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Then Atlantic is signed to Warner. Mm-hmm. Warner is under Universal. Universal. Universal is one of the top three. I didn't realize that Warner was under Universal. Yeah, yeah. they oh are. Three just Universal. Un- Sony, Sony and um, uh, Columbia. Yeah, that's the, that's the three. Then everything's under those three. So with that being said, those are all the labels that are getting money off its, off top, right? So Universal got to get their money. Mm-hmm. Then Warner has to get has to get their money. Then Atlantic has to get their money. Then DJ Drama has to get his money. Then Uzi gets his money. Then once Uzi gets his money, then come on, you got to think about it. His goons, his lawyer, got to get a percentage. So that's anywhere between five to ten percent for his lawyer. His manager got to get twenty percent. Okay, the producer gets money off of that too. The songwriter, then all the other niggas that wrote for the track. 
the mix engineer everybody so that's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars look how many people that's divided up about yeah Bye. it's really tragic the only good thing for the artist is like uzi can actually tour and make money and make money yeah the producer is making nothing he can't right. tour like he has to, and ho- hopefully like that's his one song let's just say and but he's after that like he's not gonna see any of that no. but and that's what happens where like they get a lot of these bedroom producers that they'll pay maybe like four or five hundred bucks to one flat rate fee right and then though that producer will make up they'll they'll get that's their flat rate and then they'll get a percentage off of it at the end or whatever so they'll consistently get publishing on the actual track but they're not getting that money. They're not getting that tour money. And that's why you see so many of these bedroom producers. They'll, they'll get one person like, you know, people are lucky, like Take Keith and Metro Boomin, um, Kato on the track. You know, people who like, they'll have one song and then they'll keep getting picked up over right, and over right, again right. by certain artists. But there's some bedroom producers that get one track. They get one hit, that's it. Then nobody's giving them no phone calls, and that's all they got to ride out to. And they get that $500, and they get a pat on the back, and that's, what, that's it. Facts. That's messed up. Yeah, that's Thanks. very messed up. That's like um Drake using um Mo Mo Kid Mo Kid for Hotline Bling using his dance like and then after it wasn't until he complained Drake just sent him an invoice for like eight hundred dollars. Uh, Moji that was his name and Moji kind of came up with the Hotline Hotline Bling dance and that's it and Drake just used them you know like a fucking condom and threw it down the street. Wow. You know. And it's crazy though because especially with the music today. Nobody is saying nothing. True. The, we like the song because of the beat. Mm-hmm. Like Facts. no, Facts. but like if it wasn't for the beat, these songs wouldn't be getting any play. That's I mean, it. sometimes it's a catchy hook, but other than that, it's it's mostly the beat. Like the, the the producers are the superstars in this right. instance, but they're not getting paid like the superstars. Exactly. So like when it comes down to the the songwriter and the royalty rate, they're the ones that are taking the L's on it on the royalty rate. The artists themselves are not getting taking L's on the royalty rate. And let's really think about it. Most artists right now are not writing for themselves. Like at all most of most artists right now have multiple writers they got songwriters come on cardi b got writers especially meek mill got writers she got everybody got writers writers? yes meek mill got writers drake got writers in the room with him kanye got writers in the room with him kendrick got writers in the room with him all right chill chill no i'm gonna be everybody don't get literally you know what you could get a writing credit for if i came up the rhyme yeah, I Jack and Jill went up the hill, and somebody walked in the room and was like, "Man, I can't give the next line to fetch a pail of water." That nigga gets a writing credit for that. That's if they're nice. <laughs> no, that's not if they're nice. That nigga just for saying that line, he gets a writing credit. Yeah, yeah, by, yeah. by law. Yeah. So yeah. if he's in the room, he somebody could get a writing credit off of Kendrick. Ah, but that's different. Jay got like, niggas yeah, got that, writing credit off of Jay. Just, that just happens. And they're like, like, "Oh, yo, Julian, you should just say it like this, like instead of like this." That's a credit. Yeah. All right. So he gets a royalty. Yeah, but that's like not saying like niggas is writing Kendrick's bars, like you know, Kanye. Yeah, but Kanye is not really a rapper. He's like a art, like a producer. Drake also he has people in the OVO sweatshop just slaving away writing. Party music. next door. Yeah, where the fuck is party? Where the fuck party is Jordan Woods? Where the fuck is Jen Jordan? He be writing for people. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. His name is Drake. Nah, and Rihanna. Uh, but <laughs> he, he, doesn't he write for like... He wrote for Rihanna. He wrote work. Yeah. Actually, I know this is totally like sidetracked, but I saw some clip on Twitter and it was like, oh, party wrote another one for Rihanna. Like, it was some... 
I right, hope. Yeah, Yo, yeah. when that Rihanna album comes, <laughs> shit, don't be so. Don't hype. hold your breath. That's not yeah, coming. Don't hold no your breath. Soon. Nah, it's coming this year. This year. I don't know about it's that. It's been three years. So it's she coming. making money in other ways. She don't oh, care. Yeah, she getting yeah. that bag. I don't know how. Also, she's... you gotta really think about it. And this is something I told Allison that I'm why I want to get into like more business things outside Diversify of the music industry. Diversifying my portfolio is the music industry has a shelf life, and realistically speaking, Definitely. right now is the peak of the music industry. And it's only because of streams. Like if we look back it to came like back, it came back. The music was industry dying. was dying. It came back, and in terms we're, of the business, we're we're peaking very hard in the music business. We're getting so many new innovations. Things are happening. So many artists are trying to come on board. People are trying to create jobs and opportunities. This is great. This is great right now. The music industry is great, but it's gonna die down. It's not gonna stay like this forever. Definitely and not. for any artist and anybody out there in the industry, it is key that you start defer- diversifying your portfolio. And look at other things outside of music because if you're not That's touring if you're not touring if you don't you're not making money unless you got um publishing and if your publishing is not that great you're not making that money consistently you're making uh, only maybe a couple thousand dollars a year and that's why jaheem is out here driving uber okay let's really speak about it <laughs> okay why are y'all laughing nothing because it's funny I, who, yeah, who was the like, other person who was driving uber rich dollars nah um no mac wilds nah nah not mac wilds somebody somebody whatever um he's driving lyft um, Uber is a very respectable job. It is. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's what I, the comments that I saw when I posted on Facebook. No, but you're right. Like with the money you make from hip hop, you need to use it to invest in other shit. I was listening to Amara La Negra's interview on Breakfast Club this morning. She has her own empanada shop, and she has her own empanadas in uh, in restaurants mm-hmm. that she licenses, and she's making money that way. Okay. You know, you Jada like, Kiss has a juice bar. Exactly. Jada has sweet. sweet tea. Yeah, it's yeah. in um, Yonkers. In Yonkers, and they have. Because they helped Angela Yee open hers in Brooklyn. Um, wow. And then uh, fucking DJ Khaled has his restaurant. Nas has Sweet Chick. Nas has Sweet Chick. Oh, um, yeah. And so, so, you look, restaurants, very lucrative businesses. Yeah. Well, Nas, you can keep, he fucking invested in Ring, which Amazon bought for a billion dollars. He got a cut from that. Also, yeah, that's investing um, your money and getting a good investment banker. And so, like, it's like in athletics as well. Like, that shit ain't lasting forever. Doesn't it's LeBron not- have, like... Which one is his pizza? Blaze? Blaze, yeah. Yeah. He's he's investing in Blaze. Or look at, like, we talked about this a couple episodes about how Shaq has, like, a doctorate. a doctorate degree. He owns like 150 like Planet Fitnesses. Are you he owns, serious? He owns multiple Dominoes. He owns he a, car washes. A multiple um, endorsement deals. The General, Icy Hot. Um, he owns I a couple movie that. theaters. <laughs> Those commercials beat. <laughs> <laughs> they get me every time. And so, um, really, you have to do that because if not, you'll be like people who go broke. And know? also, you got to think about it like... The music and entertainment industry is is not they even though they're industries that make money, they're industries that die out very fast. Fads die out very fast. And that's what the music Niche. and entertainment industry does. We're literally going on a fad. That's why trap is gonna die personally. Oh, we're peak. oh we're god, peak. I can't we're, wait. We're peak trap right now. Peak, can't wait. Peak we're trap. peak trap and right now like R and B is gonna take the massive takeover. And yeah, yeah. I'm not happy about it because everyone seems like this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like um fucking like you got niggas like pink sweats. Um I like Lucky pink sweats. Day. That's my nigga. Oh, we're saying people we like. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like R and B I feel like But I feel like alright, so yeah, yeah. take over. Niggas yeah. that I don't that we don't like. Uh oh, Queen um, Niger. I'm not feeling feeling it. Who? Queen Niger. Oh, you know what? You fuck with Tierra Wack. Can- 
Yes. Yeah. What? Hard body. What? Don't don't. Just one song though. Don't don't come for her. That's my girl. <laughs> I love her. Nah, but Queen Nyjah, I have never heard her original music. However, however, it was the Soul Train Awards. I think this past year, the Cipher, the R and B Cipher. Mm-hmm. You gotta watch it. It was with like. BJ the BJ the Chicago kid. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that cipher. She, I was like, okay, like she can kind of sing, but I've never heard her original music, so mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> she what? sounded good in the cipher, at least. That's that never. Jacquees. Yeah. Jacquees the, the leprechaun. Jacquees, I. <laughs> that nigga's short as shit. Like, uh, <laughs> there's some new nigga, Dijon. Dijon uh, Mustard? Nah, not DJ Mustard, but this is like an R&B guy, No, Dijon. I said Dijon Mustard, um, though. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, just, I was listening to alternative R&B on Spotify today, and um, this is just like different niggas that like, I had never even heard of. <laughs> I'm like, alternative R&B. But that's what I'm saying. Like That's that also sound, that's a, like a sound right now, alternative sound, R&B. Yeah. I do think it's going to you know take over. But like, that's R&B. also kind of like played out right now as well. Like Everyone's mm. making this mellow-ass music, and like... Like I'm like speak up, cause like can you really <laughs> sing? Like I can't tell. Like that's the thing right now. That's yeah, and they, they got great talking. engineers. <laughs> yeah, just talking. Yeah, like uh, can you perform live? Like that's what I want to see. Cause these bro, people are, like, honestly, you know, not even perform live. I want to see y'all niggas with no mixing, no live mixing, just straight sing into a camera. And let's see if you got it. If you really about it, no editing, no nothing, no auto tune, no no master engineer, no that's nothing. What, that's what will uh, create longevity. You know, whoever weans out and makes it is the cream of the crop. They're the ones who will remain and we be so so be here. But just sure, that's true. But also, I feel like the social media age they make people who are very trash stay very long because of the yeah. hype. The hype makes people full stand stand the test of time. Because there's some artists out there that should have been artists for that long, and you're like, <laughs> why are you still an artist? Like, yeah, and I'd be tight when like artists that you wish were still here, like Nelly Furtado. I wish she was still here. Yeah, Facts. <laughs> Nina Sky. Whew, yo, yo, you want to know something? My this girl I work with, her husband produced um, "Move Your Body." Really? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Damn. That's a banger. That's I'm my like, song. That's so If dope. you've heard my DJ sets, I've definitely played Move Your Body. Yeah, I was like, no way. <laughs> Sorry. Random, random fact. No, no, that's, that's all. Crazy. That's, that's all good. Crazy, um, yeah, shout out to our guest. Shout out to Tiff. Tiff. Only the second guest ever on Mogul Talk. Woo! It's also the second woman. We never had a guy guest. Shout out to you, Women's History Month. Uh, History. We're celebrating women this month. Um, Allison is oh, definitely Women's History Month. It is. Um, Allison is going to be on the next episode um, because she's been asking for forever, and I'm going to keep my word and say that she's going to be on the next episode. Oh yeah. We're gonna guess we're gonna have some racy shit. She's gonna be smiling. She's in. Um, but no, we thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode 206. Um, follow us on the gram, Mogul Talk Podcast, Twitter, Mogul Talk Pod. You can find me on Twitter, I am King Jules, and my dog. You can find me on Twitter, Marinara Sauce, or on Instagram, No Church in the City. And we still got to work on getting you one set yeah, name. Just yeah, one. The, you can pick one. I like both. This is at the sauce. That's it. The sauce. Yeah, that's it. Just, well, that may be hard. I feel like that's definitely taken. I'll, if I do, I I I'll probably keep church. I like I like church. I like church old D. But that's neither here nor there. You know, I have an identity crisis. Why Why can Marshall Mathers and Eminem have two uh, 
Aussie Eagles. Or Nicki Minaj can have Roman mm. and what someone else. And Kanye can have Yeezy? Oh, but the Instagram names yeah, are they're, they're, the they're Instagram too. names are consistent. <laughs> this consistency is key. Your brand has you're to right, be consistent. You're right. You're right. You're right. And Tiff, tell Man, us. I don't want people to find my Twitter. Fuck them. All right. Well, Tiff, tell us how to find you. Um, so you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. I just said it like that. At Tiffany Patrice underscore. Uh, Patrice is spelled Pat Rice. P A T R I C E. Tiffany is T I F F A N Y. I don't know why I spelled them back like whatever tiffany patrice underscore and then follow nomadic on twitter it's just nomadic n-o-m-a-a-d-i-c and then on instagram there's a underscore at the end and find yeah yeah there's links to everything when you go to one you'll find the rest um if you want to tune in you can check us on our page um we'll put the links to nomadic and everything in our link tree um thank you guys for tuning in it's been another great episode we love y'all keep listening stay black stay happy enjoy daylight savings time it was seven o'clock and the sun was still shining shining Whew, boy I believe it. 56 degrees like today. every time i come out of my hand on the seven train it's always dark and then today i was like there was oh, light shit. i was like that's crazy Wow, a lovely day. Alright, yo, this is the hostess with the mostest. We out of here. Peace. Swag. <laughs>